What's up, bikers? I'm Robert, and this is the Biker Bar podcast live stream. I think I have the intro dialed now because I, I I was thinking to myself originally, I was like, I can't say what's up, Biker Bar, and then say this is the Biker Bar podcast. So what's up, bikers? Unless I come up with some other name for you guys other than bitches, because that's what I usually say on my like Instagram stuff. What's up, bitches? So <laughs> I figured that was probably not appropriate. So I'll work on uh, a better intro, unless you guys think that's a good one. Sweet. I'm sorry I'm a few minutes late. Unfortunately, it's been raining for like the first time in Cal, or I don't know, for like the first time, and I don't even know how long. It's just been raining and raining and raining. And, um, Apparently, I have been lazy and doing too much riding bikes and did not clear the leaves out of my gutter, which then started pouring water into this background and those electrical outlets that are behind me, probably not a good mix. So that was the reason that happened. A little, little tidbit of, of biker laziness information. The one thing I do want to ask you guys is if you are on Instagram or you're on Facebook, go by the biker page and give it a follow. You get some extra content for free. It's just like me picture, me posting pictures of my rides and different things that's going on. If I'm going to do like some kind of like giveaway kind of thing, it's probably going to be on Instagram or Facebook. Um, I get, I don't normally like do those like uh creator or the posts on YouTube. So anyways, go give that a follow. Trying, trying to, I am trying to see Facebook actually hit a thousand followers and it's at like 900 something. And, um, I don't remember why I wanted a thousand on Facebook, but it sounds like a really good idea. So we should probably do that. So if you guys are on there, give it a follow. Don't follow both because it's the exact same content on both of them. So, I mean, you could follow them both if you want to see it two times. That's fine with me. Anyways, those of you guys listening to the po- uh, this as a podcast, if you haven't written a review, a five-star review yet, you should go over there and do that. I like reading them. It's really fun. If you think it's like this is a four-star podcast, don't waste your time. It's not really worth it. So anyways, here we go. This is episode 101. That's 101 times of me sitting out here in the garage entertaining you guys for free. So that's pretty rad. If you want to uh, make it not free, you could swing by Patreon. And drop me a drop me a dollar tip, one dollar a month, twelve dollars a year. I mean, that's barely two beers. So you could buy me two beers in one year for a buck, and you can get discount codes for um, some of the people that I've worked with in the past or I had on the show. So there's a bunch of discounts on there, or you could go for five bucks a month and get a sticker pack, handwritten letter, or you could go for the the uber merch box and and just really like put some serious beer in the fridge maybe even buy a bike part or two so that would be rad if you could do that otherwise let's get on with the show here episode 101 oh man i almost hit remove instead of adding this guy that would that would have been bad (laughs) so anyways we got james right yep that's right 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 on i'm glad that i just pulled that one out because i am so bad with names and i was like oh god i panicked for like a split second before i said it so this dude this dude works too you know yeah yeah right i am really good (laughs) i'm really good at all those like kind of like casual names like dude or chief or Hey man, or like I could carry on conversations with people for weeks without knowing their name. It gets hard sometimes, when you, you know, especially you're like, oh man, I don't know. I don't, I know we've met, but right. Uh, yeah, dude. 
I'm super good with faces, though, man. I'll recognize people. I'll be like, oh, yeah, that guy was standing behind me in, in line at the grocery store like two weeks ago. Right. But I, I can meet somebody in like seven seconds, forget their name, like completely. Yeah. Like even when I'm trying. Yeah, we were just talking about that on a little group ride. We're like, uh, okay, so what's your name again? <laughs> it's like, damn it, why, why am I not better than, you know, like right when you introduce yourself and he says his name, just put it in your head. Jake, it's Jake. Remember right? Jake. <laughs> That's why I'm good with people that follow me on Instagram because then I can remember their, like, I, I, I handle like seeing, no, it's just seeing stuff. That's what it really comes down to. Mm -hmm. So, like, I think if everybody wore name tags, I would remember everybody's name because, like, I have more of a photographic memory. So, yeah. it's like I could see it and be like, oh, like, I remember the people, like, when I meet them that were on Instagram or whatever. It's like, I remember, like, their profile picture and then what their name is. Or, like, if somebody's in my phone, that's, like, how I remember their name. I'm like, I can picture it, like, the contact. Yeah. <laughs> I seen a dude up on the hill the other day and he came up with one of those one-up, like, little one wheel or the one wheel or whatever they're called. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was out on the trail. Yeah. They look super cool. But I was like, dude, are you shy bellows? And he's like, what? I'm like, you know, the Instagram person that I follow, like shy bellows. I see him all over. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, no, no, I'm, I'm Josh. <laughs> yeah, Josh. I was like, okay, well I thought maybe. You know. There was a, there, we're, we're, let's, let's, let's start this podcast with whatever the fuck we feel like talking about, huh? Oh yeah. There was a, there was a guy, I was climbing up a local trail and there was this guy I came up on, looked exactly like this dude I know. And I was like, Mike, how's it going, man? And he's like, oh dude, how's it going? He starts talking to me and we're talking for a couple of minutes and he's like, like, you know, casual shit. Like, how's your ride? Oh, this ride yeah. going. And then he's like, where do I know you from? And I was like, oh, you're from, you're from the suspension place. Right. And he's like, no, not at all. And I was like, your name's Mike. And he's like, yeah, it is Mike, actually. But <laughs> How convenient. Was, yeah, yeah. It was like one of those moments where you're like, the Matrix is fucking with me right now. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, like, have I been not logging things correctly? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it was like such a weird thing. It was like, looked like him and the same name. And yeah, that was just really yeah. Times are getting a little bit weird. Like, I was up in Marquette and bullshit and having a good, like in line waiting for a beer at Black Rocks. And me and this guy were having a fun conversation of like, who's going to just jump in line and not say anything. You know, you get those kind of people mm -hmm. that kind of oblivious walk in and like there's 20 yeah, yeah. and then they just walk in and they're right there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> trying to observe this, talk about it for like five minutes. And then no, like the next day we're like, Hey, Oh no, that was you. Like I follow you on Instagram and we communicate on Instagram, but never met each other. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Just like mine, I suppose. So um, the reason that you're on here is you make Moro packs. Can you tell me about what Moro packs is? Um, Moro packs are some bags I stitch up on my old Singer sewing machine from Walmart and started doing it because I wanted bags for my bikes. Uh -huh. um, ultimately, me and my brother-in-law, you know, got into gravel riding and... Um, a little bit of bike packing, nothing major, but we're like, all you can get is, you know, what was easy to get was like Blackburn and uh -huh. welded team stuff. And everybody's kind of got the same packs and stuff like that. Not that there's anything wrong with them, but they're just, you know, I mean, we got like, there's such cool bikes out there and you just want your own little feel on them. You know what I mean? Uh, just customize them, really. So they're custom basically. That's how you're making them. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just one at a time. Kind of just however I feel. 
and that's what I was doing right off the bat was I wanted a bag for my gravel bike and then that one, the remedy, um, just because it had spots to be able to mount like a bag up underneath that top tube. Uh -huh. uh, like, well, that's just like wasted space. And I'm always carrying flat kits, you know, um, on my back because I couldn't put them underneath the seat because they would rub if you're, you know, if uh, your dropper was all the way down. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah. So I actually, I think the first one I made was for my fat bike. Uh -huh. My fat bike is cool because you're always like, bringing tons of stuff out there, food, and you're trying to keep things warm. So like water, you just can't keep out in a cage because it'll freeze on you. Um, uh, where are you at? Where are you located? Uh, Upper Peninsula in Iron Mountain, Michigan. So we're like an hour and a half north of Green Bay. Oh, okay. So you're de definitely gets real cold there then. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. We kind of have like similar, we're in a, like a little belt up here. We have similar uh, climate as like lower Michigan and stuff like that. So the summers are pretty good i mean they're they're hot they're not very long um uh -huh. you're looking like april <laughs> like april may i'd say like may starts if you have own a boat you're probably going boat in like may june uh -huh. and then quitting a rider you know early september for sure at the latest um so and the so, winters are then, so so basically you're like oh i want something that's like fits my bike like perfectly and yeah. like utilizes the space that I want. And yeah. you want something that's like, just looks cool instead of like black. The cool, you know, or... the cool was like the, cause you can buy bags. And then the other thing was, so I got a hold of like a couple custom bag builders, um, like Rogue Panda. Um, there was a couple other that I just asked like, Hey, what would it take to get a bag built? You know? And it was basically me, making a template for them out of like cardboard and sending it to them. Um, Rogue Panda had a different uh, approach to that. They use like a projector. So I kind of adopted that. <laughs> so you'll send me a picture with a tape measure in front of your bike frame area that you want it in. And then I'll project mm -hmm. it out to a piece of cardboard and put a tape measure and meet your tape measure to scale. Mm -hmm. And then, so then I have your frame size and, you know, angles and stuff and, then I have a template basically for right. whatever bike. So you do it all through just pictures? Uh-huh. That's pretty rad. Yeah. That was like I said, I mean, you know, gonna flood the market with ideas now, but right. uh, yeah, I took that from Rogue Panda. Um uh -huh. on their YouTube page, how they did it. And I was like, well, that's that's the way to do it. I mean, just to get it perfect without having to because there's so many bikes and they're always changing and you have yeah yeah small medium medium large large you know and all these different little brackets where uh-huh scaling it just off of a picture as long as the photo's right like if it's down below i've actually seen it just kind of skew it a little bit yeah yeah if somebody doesn't take it like straight on it could really yeah, like yeah. kind of change yeah 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 that that makes sense yeah so so basically, did you like get this quote from them on like how how much it would cost? And you're like, fuck that, I'm not paying that. Yeah, yeah, I was like 400 bucks for a frame bag, and I was yeah. like, I get it, like, and I totally um, like believe in it, and, and it, I'm sure it's appropriate. But I had time this last yeah. winter, and I was like, I'm I've always been somebody who just tries. I don't really care what it is. I'm an operator. I yeah. plant tape. I can run equipment. I have a CDL. I can run a big rig and. Uh -huh. I could probably figure out how to run a sewing machine. 
So, right. <laughs> yeah, that's dude. I can't tell you how many things in my life that I have like um, went ahead and and just did on my own because of the quote. What is this on the neck of my shirt? Oh, it's annoying the shit out of my OCD. <laughs> Do you see that? Yeah, it's a little white dot. Oh yeah, there it goes. It's like a spider web or something from uh, messing around here in the garage. Yeah, <laughs> Halloween. Yeah. Now it's fixed. Sorry, all of you guys that were on the podcast, you, you just don't know the, the the how horrible that was for me to sit here and stare. At. I couldn't focus on anything else. <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> yeah. So what I was saying, I, didn't notice it. I, I can't tell you how many things I've like gone to get a quote for, and then they tell me how much it is, and I'm like, nope, not paying that. Guess I'm doing that now. Yeah, I'm going to learn that one. Every time, I've owned a few houses in my life now. At this point, I don't know how many it is. But every time I've bought a house, you, you end up painting, right? And then every time I'm like, I am not painting my next house. I don't care what it costs. I'm paying somebody else to paint this freaking house. Next house, it get matters. in there, get a quote. Dude, as soon as that quote comes, I'm already thinking I'm doing it before the dude even gave me the quote. Just yeah. walking around going, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. you can hammer and, it out, get it done. Yeah. yeah. And as soon as I get the quote, I'm like, nope, there's no way I'm paying that. No, because you'll probably still bitch about it too. You'd be like, see, I could have made that line straighter. Yeah, yeah. 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 I just there's there's only a few things where I'm like, yeah, I just don't want to do it. Like building wheels. I had one of my my buddies that he owns Project 321. He's like, dude, I'm gonna teach you how to do it, build a wheel. We're gonna like film it you'll like have this really cool video on like how to build a wheel. And uh, I did it for like five minutes. And I was like, dude, I never want to do this again in my life. <laughs> I don't even care. Like if you're charging me right now. <laughs> is it just too repetitive? It's just, yeah, it's just like, I, I, I can't focus on it. It wasn't like interesting enough to me it was i don't know what it was like, like oh this is the same thing oh that's yeah that's the same thing. it just wasn't fun to me it was like right. i don't know there's like i don't know do, do you do all your your own bike maintenance um minor yeah minor yeah. I, it's it's hard to keep up especially when you have multiples right like yeah. and i've been very fortunate to not have many issues with my bikes so yeah I, I haven't had to, you know, in a bad way, learn how to work on many of them. But it, I definitely don't like pull my bottom brackets apart and clean them, like, yeah. you know, like I should or anything I like that. I pretty much do everything on my bike except for anything to do with suspension. Like, well, except for the dropper. I will. I, I rebuilt my dropper a couple of times, but I have yet to break up in a fork or a shock. Yeah, but, no, I probably have no business in there. Yeah, I feel like it's probably pretty easy one of my buddies like keeps telling me it is but it's like one of those things where i feel like i know how i work on bikes and it usually involves beer and i i just have this like idea that suspension and beer is probably not like a good combination like, thing, like where are all those o-rings <laughs> yeah or like or like the o-ring that i completely forgot to put back on or you know what i mean like yeah, like the other day I rebuilt my pedals and I was like, man, that guy on the video had these little O-rings. That's weird. Mine didn't have them on there. Maybe they updated the pedals. They don't have those anymore. That's what they did. <laughs> yeah, and then like a day later, I found one of those O-rings laying on the floor and I was like, oh, I guess there was an O-ring. Well, that's weird. There was only one. And then like a day after that, I found the other one on the floor. I was like, son of a bitch. 
Yeah. <laughs> Not updated. Right? You updated. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I totally did. Yeah. Uh, see how long they run without the O-rings. Because right. I'm also very lazy. There's like a pretty slim chance I take those pedals off until they start making noise again. Yeah. No, I, and I also have been fortunate to be surrounded. Like Marquette's got great bike shops and uh, that's an hour and a half north. And then I got Green Bay that has amazing bike shops and the owners are all super cool. And it's like, it's almost like if I do have an issue with a bike, it's kind of like, oh, darn it. I get to go to the bike shop and yeah, the bike there and bullshit with the guys. Like, oh, darn. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So I kind of look forward to that. Like the bike shops are, I think, like modern day barbershops for. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Especially if you have a good one that you're going to, you know? Yeah. So there's two different shops that i use there's one that's like kind that's like right next to where i ride a lot and then there's like the one that's like close to my house so it depends on one of those two is the one i'm showing up at most of the time so yeah for sure which is nice and then both of them are like super cool you know you people recognize you when you walk in and stuff so yeah. that's rad that's a big I think yeah there was a point in my life where i definitely was always buying the cheapest thing whether no matter what it was like online i just didn't have the money to like spare you know but fortunately now like things are a little little better knock on wood and freaking you know for now and sure. it's like okay well i'll go spend a little bit more there because like it's worth it worth the like supporting that that local business you know absolutely yeah yeah you have that sense that it isn't like you're keeping the doors open but right i'm being there and yeah but, and i and I just didn't know, like I got into biking, like, I feel like it's funny because we're all like grownups now talking about how bikes are super rad. And it's like, we've known that since training wheels, right? Like, right, right. That was ingrained in our like brains. Yeah. I, was I watched the other day. Um, I think it was like, oh, this Colin dude, this gravel racer. He was like, bikes are the best like accessory for the human body like nothing else can take you that far that easily you know what i mean like yeah it's quite the invention if you really think about it i mean and honestly like look how long it really hasn't i mean it's changed like generally speaking you know like but yeah. it's it's not like somebody's revolutionized like it's no longer two wheels and and pedals you know what i mean like right yeah like they, right that didn't work out that well and like even like the one wheel you know like it's like oh okay this is a cool way that you can like go ride around but i just don't see that being coming as popular as a bicycle like it's no, just like not. like i don't know what you would have to invent to like beat out the bike you know what i mean yeah and i mean just i mean we're going outer space and all that stuff and we still got like we're just riding bikes bikes still right, right. <laughs> exactly man so yeah. so back to the packs so whenever you um you decided like okay i'm gonna take this on like how did you go about that you were just like you went out and bought like some sewing machine at walmart or like how, how to play out yeah i told my wife i said i think i want to try to make my own bike bags and she's like i bet you do <laughs> so, yeah we're like carting through walmart and like that one you know youtube just did some research on what the best you know cheaper model sewing machine there was and it's like a singer heavy duty you know it's kind of aluminum frame in it or whatever 
Um, but I just figured I just needed anything and I didn't know. So then just using, you know, common knowledge, I guess, and YouTube, watching YouTube, like, you know how it is. Mm -hmm. Figure out a lot of stuff from YouTube. Um, yeah, yeah. How to get the templates. Um, but it definitely doesn't tell you like how to work a sewing machine, like to right. actually sew and make corners at your big, you know, big angle turns and stuff like that and make that stuff look right and not have your bag twisted, you know, uh -huh. right on this side. And then you come up this other side, like the whole thing's going to twist. And that, that was just a lot of um, trial and error for yeah. really like a month and a half. I messed around with the same bag over and over and over. And then the top two bag, that's kind of my pride and joy because um, I think it, I use it the most. Uh -huh. It's the most used bag while riding, um, easiest to access. And, so uh, that would be a bag that's like right behind your stem, kind of right up on the top of your top yeah. tube. Yeah. I can see one behind you, but I'm trying to explain it for somebody that would be on yeah. the podcast. Right. Yeah. It's just like a, a, a tank bag, like a gas, a gas tank bag, some of them call it. Um, I know this doesn't help our... Yeah. So, so it attaches... <laughs> Just to the frame there, does it go around the stem as well? Or Yep, yep. just one little stem um, mount Loop. that goes around and attaches. And then um, I just basically have two on the top tube that grab on, and, and that keeps it super secure. And I've stuck with the lace-up. I don't do Velcro. Um, I, I don't like Velcro, especially with... What do you with... mean lace-up? What, what lace is up? Uh, so I'll have... it. It's like a... Uh, an elastic cord that will lace okay. around your tube and then you tie it or you, you know, use a little cinch. Um, oh, so, I see. Yeah. 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 So well, I guess it would probably not scratch your frame then like Velcro would probably scratch your frame, like the, the hard backing or something or. Um, yeah. That's one reason. I mean, this still leaves some marks. You're going to get some movement some and stuff. Rubbing, yeah, yeah. Um, and it, has actually like a nice little X pattern. I'm sure you've seen them laced up on like gravel bikes and stuff like that um, with the little nylon one inch wide tabs that come up and you just lace it through it and you go to the next one, next one. And yeah, yeah. Kind okay. of crisp all over the frame. Um, some people, like when I first started doing them, thought, or they would get a hold of me and be like, well, what if I want to move it from bike to bike? I'm like, then just get another one for your other bike because like, I, why do you have two of the same bike frame? bike anyway you know right. it wasn't really my i didn't let that like detour me of how i wanted them they're super uh -huh. clean too so it pulls it like a trampoline uh -huh. like a super stretch super taunt um and i do them it depends on what bag i'm using um or you know how small the bag is but i'll, I'll put lacing generally like two and a half inches apart to where that thing's pulling there's no like sagging points in it stuff like that uh -huh. um velcro Seems like a lot of people, like Ovea Negra, uses like a big wide one, which is super nice. Um, on like the top tube, and it'll flip over. Um, won't let it set because that's all. That's basically all the weights coming down and pulling on that top tube. So you need most of the support on the top tube, and then you just need like guide supports, basically going down your uh, down tube and your seat post. Um, mm -hmm. So. I've had bad luck with Velcro with that being you get these big sections where that sand gets in between and it does rub like it'll just polish you know uh -huh. paint off the sections that it's on and if you're in gravel and stuff like that like bike packing or super sandy stuff you load up 
uh, Velcro with sand and it's, it's junk, you know, like it just won't work. It just gets um, packed in there is what you're saying. And it stops mm-hmm. working. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I've had that where, you know, it just, it works its way in there and over time and you can brush it out of there and stuff like that. But I just like to lace up. I mean, that's my thing. And yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So like, how did you like keep learning? How, like it was really just YouTube and trial and error as far as the sewing goes. Yeah. YouTube helped. And then once I started like getting my template, like the top tube templates were the hardest thing, right? Like, the bottom of the bag. So we'll just talk about the bag, the, the tank bag. So the whole top is like a zipper, right? It's a right. zipper piece. And it was hard figuring out how wide that, how wide to Mac make that zipper piece. Cause then you're going to slice it down the middle and you're going to put a zipper on it, but you're going to fold it. You're going to fold it again. And then, you know, that final width is like, Oh, how wide is it going to be after I fold it and fold it again, add the zipper length width. And so that was hard to figure out. And then the top, like hood, I call it, that goes on the top of the tank bag in front of the zipper next to the stem. Um, it's a little bit longer on my bags. Um, a lot of other bags, the zipper goes all the way to the stem. Mine doesn't. So it goes underneath like a hood. Uh huh. So the zipper goes underneath there and kind of tucks away and you don't even see it. So it kind of. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, slips in there. But Pat, where the zipper ends, there's still about an inch and a half of. Um, air basically so we're like if you stick your finger in underneath that hood you would be down inside the pack so you can run cords out of it but the water still sheds over onto the zipper oh yeah yeah that makes sense yeah oh that's super thoughtful yeah rather than doing like a other companies and stuff and people will do like right out the stem part where you can like separate but it's hard to access that you're going to be running cords out man um you're typically not using too many cords unless you're on a, a real base. right right so what does like one of those gas tank bags run how, how much does that cost uh, 70 bucks i'm sorry 70 oh 70 okay so yep. and that's for like them just telling you like hey i want anything like what if they're like i want like east lithuanian leather and cheetah print or something like that yeah, they, get, they get what i have like that's what been the beauty of it it's i've kind of kept it like in my wheelhouse of what i want to do um they don't, people aren't that able to request too many things. Cause I just uh-huh. say, tell me what the kind of colors you got, what bike you're thinking. I can do some heat press stuff now, like the Morrow, you know, logo and stuff on the side is like a heat transfer um, image that I was going and taking to my print shop in town mm-hmm. um, and, and got the Morrow uh, like brand basically on there. Um, that's probably another topic we should cover too is the actual brand getting there. Um, we'll just go into it. Why not? Yeah, sure. So a store in town, brick and mortar, um, Mike Pearson, um, super cool dude. Uh, his brother does like graphic design and stuff like that down in Florida. And he actually bought one of like the first five bags that I felt comfortable with selling. Cause I didn't uh-huh. feel comfortable selling them. There was like, Hey, can I have one? I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing. So I don't, I want to give it to you. And it just like pff, falls apart. Right. <laughs> right. You're like, I lost my $1,500 cell phone. Thanks a lot, man. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, this thing's a pile of shit, you know? Yeah. So I didn't want that. Um, so I wasn't even comfortable. Uh, but he bought one at one, one of the first like five that I felt comfortable with. That was kind of cool. 
And uh, I asked Mike, and I was like a couple weeks after, and I was like, hey, would, do you think your brother would be interested in like coming up with a logo, like a brand? And he's like, I actually think he's already working on it. I'm like, I don't even know this Josh dude from Florida. You know, he just like, yeah. supported me and felt good about it. And um, I have a feeling like he knows things that, like I feel like bike bags are kind of trending in a way. Like they're really big right now. Um, not that they're not going to always be around or have been around. Like it isn't, this is another thing that isn't new. Like bike bags have been around forever, right? Like, right. So, so on with the logo though. So then what happened? So how, how'd that play out? So yeah, um, I got a hold of him and he was like, absolutely, dude. Like I am working on it. And I was like, that's like incredible to me that somebody was like, believing in what I'm doing and trying to like give me an image, you know, and, and help yeah. me out, like go towards something. Um, when I'm still just making bags like for myself and bags that I think are cool, you know what I mean? Like right. oh, I can this pattern and put this layer. Um, so yeah, dude, he, I got an email. Like I literally fell asleep on the couch, woke up at like one thirty AM, look at my phone and like I pop it, that pops up. Yeah. I'm like, Holy crap. Like this dude just like get in my head. Like and do better than I could even think of. It's my last yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. Like this is so cool. Um, and then the mountain, like the little the peaks and everything. It's like, what is that? Like, is that heart rate? Is that like, is it a heartbeat or is it mountains? I don't know. It's super cool. And then I think it's an ambigram. Is that is that what it is? I'm pretty sure it's an ambigram. So you can flip it and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever they call that thing. Maybe somebody in the comment. I think it's anagram, isn't it? Anagram. anagram? Uh, yeah. Somebody corrected me and said ambagram, and I was like, okay. Oh, amba? I don't amba. Know. I don't know. Somebody on the comments, let us know. You guys can like Google shit up. If I try to start typing, talking at the same time, I screw it up. No, so, so yeah, no, it's pretty rad. So like the, I like the way the mountains are too. You can see the W or the M out of that as well so that's like yeah. pretty rad that he did that uh, it's a cool it's a really cool logo it definitely yeah. is i've had some people get a hold of me like they've bought a bag and then a month later it was like dude i didn't even realize how cool that like the logo is i'm like yeah yeah we just looked at it and they're like oh yeah it's like flipped and yeah yeah you're like, so, I was just born with this name i didn't even realize it could be cool yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah I swear, on, man. Cool. So, so back then to the the sewing thing. So you're you're doing this YouTube thing. You're trying to figure out the 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 template and how yeah, to so sew the it. And the pieces and the like heights I want the thing to be, the widths without getting into your knee. Not that I went out and tested this thing a whole bunch. I just wanted it to fit on the bike, right? You know, like, right? And fit Make my phone. <laughs> what was that last thing? I'm sorry. I and fit my phone in it. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Freaking phones are like that big. Yeah, they're so, huge nowadays. Yeah. And then uh so once you get the top top two bag done, then then were you like um then working on on trying to like figure out like a uh I don't know what they call that bag that goes in the middle of the frame. What would that be called? Just a, that's like a I think a three-quarter frame they call it or half frame bag. Uh-huh. Um, just a frame that's, bag, that's what they call, it. yeah. Yeah, just frame bag. I think that that was definitely my, this is frame bags are my second thing. Like I wanted to lock in the top tube and be able to like have fun with that. It's, uh -huh. I would, believe it or not. I mean, the frame bag is easier for me to make than that top tube little bag just because there's super tight 
turns and you know stitching turns on that top tube and everything's really skinny and tight and i make them inside out like that's how you right. make so they start inside out and you flip them all out outside in and then they're done which is kind of a weird thing to like train my brain on too like when you're doing things it's all you know like negative like everything yeah. so like how is this going to turn out like make sure um, make sure you're looking at the inside all the time you know yeah. pieces together and stuff like that um so that was actually a struggle too um yeah, I barely fine. know how to work a sewing machine. I, I can definitely do it. I took like home ec when I was in school. And honestly, like when I was in high school or middle school or whatever. And um, at the time, I thought I was just really smart. I was like, dude, all the chicks are going to be there. So I'm taking home ec. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> to hell if I didn't come up with a couple of skills out of it, though. Yeah, but, uh, those are good skills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, like... Uh, I have these Fox Enduro pads. I freaking love them. Like they're super comfortable, but um, I snag them on my pedals and like pushes and shit like that all the time. And they're right. expensive. Cool. They're like, they're like me yeah, but it's like, they have like this super, like, like not even neoprene, like this, like, like, like your favorite t-shirt, you know how like it gets to the point where you can like, like so old that you can like see through it. Yeah. It's like material that they bought purposely, like made that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's stretchy too, but, but it's like, so it's super breathable like and comfortable. Right. But, um, it just like, my pedals just love it. They're like, Hey, come over here. Let's just rip a new hole. And man, <laughs> I sew those things all the time. And, um, that's like one of those things though. It's like, I was thinking about the other day as I was doing it, I was like, I wonder how many other mountain bike guys sew their own shit or do they be like, fuck it, buy a new $80 pair of pads, you know? Yeah. I totally know. Like my brother-in-law just keeps bringing me stuff. <laughs> now all of a sudden you're a seamstress. Yeah. He's, yeah, like, oh, hey. yeah. <laughs> he's like, can you sew these curtains for me? Yeah. His dog ate his, you know, riding fanny pack. Cause it had a cliff bar in it. <laughs> His dog just ate his hunting vest zipper and he's like bring that over this morning oh that's funny <laughs> oh, so dude. after he, yeah first of all we gotta to say the uh the 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 person listening named double r which is awesome name by the way he says it is ambigram a-m-b-i-g-r-a-m that's i i freaking learned something today what do you know yeah. i learned the guy that told you it was wasn't lying so yeah or or this guy's just like super smart. What was that? It was probably my wife. She's super smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, my lady always tells me that women are always right. So, um, <laughs> don't know that. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> always right. He's one hundred percent right. One hundred percent all the time. Yeah. It's awesome. So uh, then there's that. So once you um started doing it for a while did you realize that the sewing machine you bought was like a piece of crap or something or did you actually like end up with something pretty good from what you what Dude, you're still using the walmart one um so i hit it like this all started last uh, december i think like last winter december i started so trying. like, so like yeah. mid covid you're like i'm just bored out of my mind i need to do something it's winter probably that too yeah i mean I still had the bike and stuff like that, but this this was definitely a good outlet. And I've been a landscaper all my life. I mean, since I was 15 years old, I started landscaping and I actually got good at it. 
started around my old crew like 18 doing design build um stuff so i always had like this craftsmanship uh -huh. um, i specialize in like hardscape patios brick pavers retention walls living areas and then like since we moved to the up in 2016 um my wife pursued her career um as a nurse anesthetist and stuff so i like there's no market for landscaping up here so i don't have that anymore like that mm -hmm. outlet and i think that yeah. was that was another thing i needed like i needed this craftsmanship um outlet and i don't want to carry bricks anymore like, right right <laughs> yeah yeah so i think that was another thing too like i i started i felt that like oh wow this is cool like it's cool to me like i want to make it bad because i want to see it when it's done and yeah. then turns out other people wanted to see bags like that too and not that it's crazy huge but um our cycling community up here is pretty big and present and support super supportive i'm sure just like with you know right. anywhere so initially so, you just started like um making them for whoever your buddies or your buddies buddies were yeah and like now are you like super behind and keep up yeah then there's that <laughs> so you're selling in like shops now or do you i saw you had an etsy page but i wasn't sure what was going on with that uh yeah so that was the etsy page was for my like first few bags that i had um before and you like once i felt comfortable like releasing them i guess yeah i put on etsy because i'm not gonna like jam them down anybody's throats or anything like i just they're they're present right they're, they're like just there right i don't want to i still don't have that like idea that i want to just have like a i want to do this full time like i want to sit at the sewing machine eight hours a day don't want to do that yeah um, i want it i want to do it because i want to do it so i'm gonna yeah I'm trying to balance and find this balance too because it's it's kind of taken off a little bit and um well you can uh, do it to a point where somebody else sits at a sewing machine all day that wants to be at the sewing machine all day yeah um it, it's with anybody else i'm sure it's like it's hard enough i would have to have somebody sit with me for two weeks and that's probably all it would take is somebody experienced at sewing to come and look at me what i'm doing for a day and be like that's wrong yeah. You know, like, <laughs> like, by the way, I don't know which YouTube video you watched, but that guy is a crook. Yeah. <laughs> you are slow. Yeah. <laughs> and very inefficient. Let me show you how this is really done. Yeah. Uh, that's probably true. Um, but yeah, the Etsy thing, like the Etsy page, I threw up a few that I had on there just to see um, what would happen. And those kind of sat there. And then I, I remember making like these seven bags and I just like, I cut them all. I'm like, let's see how fast I can make bags. Like actually try to be efficient. I made like seven bags with this new material. It's like the X-Pack stuff and it's like uh -huh. a sailing um, material actually. They oh, make sales out of it and stuff. It's got it that sales? Sales, yeah, for like sailing, yeah, boat like, sailing. Yeah, okay. Um, and it's water resistant, abrasion resistant. Um, I'd call it waterproof. Um, yeah. I'm sure at some point it breaks down and probably takes on a little bit of moisture and stuff like that. And then the seams, like I even thought about that in the beginning. I'm like, should I call these waterproof? Cause it's waterproof material, but it's not, nothing is like even the Blackburn welded ones. I've had standing water in the bottom two, three inches of water, you know, um, oh, wow. after 40 miles of riding in the rain. So I'm like, nothing's waterproof. Like, you can't yeah, apparently that. even the roof of my garage. Nope, it's waterproof. <laughs> <laughs> damn it 
right? Right. Uh, so, so, so you make these seven bags, and then what? What happened then? Um, buddy of mine, George, that owns Broken Spoke down in Green Bay, was like, dude, I want, I want those bags because I put them all like all in a line, did a little like post or whatever, and he's like, I want them all, and I was like, oh, like that's pretty cool. Yeah, you're apparently they sold pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, like, well, okay, here you go. Like, sweet. yeah, We're, I'm in a store, you know. Yeah, and he's super supportive and an awesome dude, and I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah, and he just bought them all, bought like six or seven of them. Um, I think he bought six, and I had an extra one, and I just from the Etsy page threw it in there. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, and that was super cool. And then, um, so did you ever sell any on Etsy, or that just ended up being? Oh, like yeah, I had like one on there that sold. Yep. And those were like Marl Packs 0.8, you know, uh -huh. like still. So do you still bit. use that or? Um, um, I, I didn't see anything listed up. on there. No, it's up, but there, I can't, I don't, I can't even. Like end of last winter, I was behind, like I had, I could make 20 bags, like 24 bags, I think I was saying, and wouldn't be caught up. And so that was. How long does it take you to make a bag? Um, from start to finish, like a whole bag, like with me doing my funky designs and stuff, if I dedicated five hours to it, I can make it like a top two bag, start right. to finish, cutting the, you know, pulling the materials, cutting different materials, brainstorming, right. how I'm going to do it, putting the heat transfer, Mario logos on it. Um, so 20 uh, bags is like a hundred hours then, and that's freaking over two weeks of full-time work. Yeah, it's you know, two, kind of a two lot. and a half weeks basically uh, if you were doing it full time. Yeah. Wow. You yeah. know, and but it, and it's custom too. So it's like people reach out to you and they're like, hey, I want like purple and black. Can you do that or something? Right. And, and I'm like, yeah, I'll just use my judgment and my creative outlet to, you know, uh -huh. you're going to get what you're going to get. So and typically don't, people don't like try to like be super like, they just give you colors and that's like it. Yep. They're like, make me something cool with like, purple and black for that's what i like yeah and that's what i want i don't want you you know not that i don't want you to be creative and want this stuff but that's kind of how i felt and that's why i do what i'm doing now because it was so hard for me to explain to rogue panda or you know a negra like hey i want you to make me something like this with this you know somewhere cool yeah. like jump inside my head and then you'll know like yeah so yeah, I have a buddy. He runs a, a, a company called Stickered, and they do like decals for for bikes. And um, you know, on one hand, like they do custom stuff, so that's that's you know, some people like me maybe that are like, hey, I want these colors, and I can like, I want this like grid line on top of it, and I want you know whatever. Like I, I I'm creative that way. You know what right. I mean? But a lot of people are like, dude, just show me like. 10 things i can choose from that's one one of those i'm gonna like you know what i mean and like so that's where i like, like what you said like i can see my bike is purple and i know i want a purple bag can you make me one that i'm gonna like? Right. <laughs> you know, like and if i don't have a purple that matches it i'm probably gonna give you like a black one with totally different colors <laughs> yeah 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 you know but and i don't and this is the other nice thing is that people are like i won't take money from anybody until they get that bag in the mail and they like it. Like if they don't like yeah. it, I don't even care. Like keep it. it yeah. It might not be a good business strategy. Probably not a good model, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I really like, I have a pretty good judge of character. I feel like yeah. throughout life and with 
people that I do want to work with and like, you know, yeah. I'm just Unfortunately, not like in business. I feel like somebody along the line will burn that bridge, you know, like, and I think that it's good. Well, to then, be, we'll, then we'll, we'll adapt. <laughs> yeah. 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 Definitely. Like cross that bridge when you get to it. But like, yeah. I feel like it's just inevitable. Like, yeah. and, and not to say that like, like, people are assholes or whatever it's just like like you have no faith in humanity it's not that you know it's just that like um i think over like it's a numbers game let's just say it that way and sooner or later you're gonna have somebody who's like they're not thinking they're wrong you know what i mean nor are you thinking that you're wrong like both of you guys are right in your own mind and and i think that's what enjoy it or sell it or do whatever you gotta do with it yeah and I think that eventually, like someone, what they have in their mind is not going to be the same as what you have in yours, and that's ultimately where it's going to be like that moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I. But. And like you say, I'll, I'll, I'll just like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I'm not. I'm, 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 like I'm, I'm promise. Totally not. Like, like. Totally not trying to like. Uh, diminish what you're doing or, or like say you're doing it wrong or anything. I'm just, I'm just talking out loud. No, because I I, it's I, just I, like I, life. You know what I mean? Like you, uh, you have these like ideas of how things work and they usually do work that way for a long time or a while or, but somewhere, somewhere along the line, somebody always like steps in. It's like, Hey, that's actually not going to be the way this one's going to work out. <laughs> Like yeah. my ex-wife did that with marriage. I was like, holy shit, this is not the way that I thought it was gonna go down. <laughs> yeah, such is life. But I'm not trying to worry about that too much because I've experienced a ton of that in my life. And yeah, totally, man. No, I think it's minor. Fine. Like this is such a positive thing, and cycling, honestly, nine point nine 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 percent of the time out of ten has always been a positive thing. There's yeah. only been a few things that have been like a negative aspect. And that's when I, like I experienced that when I worked with a trail network, we won't uh-huh. get into that, but th- those are like, that was probably the most negative thing that I've ever experienced. Yeah. Like, organizations. I feel like, yeah, I feel like there'll be things or there are things in life where it's like, it feels negative, but if you really look at it, there's always some kind of like positive gain. Like even if the positive gain is that you learned not to do that again, like, mm-hmm. like that's the positive gain. And I don't know, that's the way I try to approach everything in life. Right. Like I was joking about the divorce earlier and, um, and like when I got divorced, people would ask me like, how are you like, you, you, you seem like you're happy about things in life. And it's like, look, this is not shit that I can control. You know what I mean? And it's like, I could walk around and kick the can and be like disgruntled and be a shitty person, but really who that affects the most is me. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like in general, (laughs) what was that? I said, I fucking hate those people. Yeah. (laughs) If people are just super grumpy, you can tell, man, like, yeah, you bump into them on the streets and it almost makes me want to just fuck with them. You know, like, come on, really? Like, yeah. So for me, it was just like, dude, it's totally like, I mean, it's even something I taught my kids when they were younger. I was like, dude, you get to decide if you're mad, you're angry. Like, no, there's no like time. Yeah, nobody's going. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's not like there's like this God timer. It's like you get pissed off. It lasts seven minutes and 27 seconds and then you're happy. So you just got to make it through that. You know, it's like, no, it's you. It's 100% you. You can be angry for fucking two years or you can be angry for 10 minutes. It's really up to you. Right. You know, let's let's try to make it 10 minutes. Let's get past this and move on. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) for sure. Yeah, for sure, dude. So, so you start making these bags and like now you're selling them like almost accidentally, it seems like, you know? Very accidentally. Yeah. Yeah. So at what point are you like, this is actually like becoming a business. Were you prepared for it to be a business? Oh no. That- no, I still am not. Yeah. So um on top of George buying those bags and then just people kind of being like, Oh, I see your bags are in there. I was like, Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I'm I'm not sure if you're familiar with bear claw bikes. Um no, they're out of city. Uh so that's let me introduce Bo Jackson. Um, that's that, bear claw behind you. Yep, that's bear claw. Bo Jackson just got for, it this summer. For those uh, those of you listening, it's a fully rigid bike. Looks like is that titanium or is it just like a? a it is a, titanium. Yeah. So the frame, bars, and fork are titanium. Um, the bars hey, actually. I get it. Huh? I want to get a titanium bike. I really do. Uh, I don't know why, but I just do. Every time I see one, I'm like. Oh, it just looks so cool. It's metal. It's like yeah, metal. <laughs> yeah, and it's like something about it, like, like I, I think it, I think it's the gravel bike that I want. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, uh, it's just like they always just look so sharp. It's like the black, everything else black, and then the titanium. It just like it's it metal. just looks so it's, clean together. No like, oh, yeah. I mean, you can get like uh, Firefly bikes, I think, make some super cool. They do some anodized like coatings and colorings and stuff like that. But I just like the sheen of metal. And yeah. Um, no, I'm 100% into metal. I really, I had this guy uh, on from Revel Bikes, and they also do Y cycles, which is all titanium stuff. Okay. And um, I really want to get one of their frames and build a gravel bike because. Just because it looks cool. I mean, and then like I could be like one of those guys in like like jorts or something like that and be like, dude, I got a titanium gravel bike, man. Yeah. And my bike bag is full of freaking paps. Right? Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> I could get those PBR gloves from hand up, man. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, I'd be like that's what I'm all about. Yeah. There's a company that I met somewhere along the line, and they do kind of bags almost similar to yours but they're actually just for like beer so it's like oh, a green yeah. bag master stash something like that like yeah, it's like a frame bag you put like on six beers in it or something like that yeah i think that's stasher bags yeah those are yeah i talked cool. to him a while back because i was going to do this video right when i first started my channel i did a video called beer your bike and i like like uh put like some some bottle opener on the the derailleur like yeah the the front well yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and then i had like a like some bottle cap thing stem cap thing from uh from niner it's called like you are what you drink you can buy this little stem cap you can push your 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 bottle caps on and um anyways i was thinking about oh i want to do another one of those because that was just fun and goofy yeah and i had reached out to them and for whatever reason it's like 
we went back and forth like they're like oh yeah dude we totally will send you one and then it was like both of us forgot for like six months you know and then it would be like oh oh yeah that's right let me finish this and and then i'd be like oh i'm gonna be out of town i don't want you to ship it yet you know like right whatever reason it's been like three years of us doing that (laughs) (laughs) one of these days i'll make another beer your bike video that should be on my list actually Mm -hmm. i feel like that's happening they're back on the list they're back on the list, man. Yep. I have some good ideas for it. I really do. At least I feel like they're good ideas. Oh, yeah. I feel like there's, I thought one time I was writing, I was writing and I was thinking, dude, I have like a winning idea right now. What about something that you could put cans of beer in that would keep them cold while you're writing? <laughs> Like, that sounds exactly like a cooler, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> it's a cylindrical cooler. Right. No, but in my mind, I was like, no, it's like it's almost like a koozie, but it's like just like gel stuff in there, and you just slide in there. It's long. Yeah. Right? Long's on to something. Down tube. Yeah. It works. <laughs> Got done with my ride, dude. Went on Amazon. Son of a bitch. They already had them. I was like, well, guess I didn't think of that. Yeah. Fast <laughs> enough. If you think of it, it's done. I was because I was thinking like, oh man, like what if you had one of those bags you could put like a twenty-two, like a good bottle of like, like something something fun, you know, like some some beer that you like. I was like, you can slide in there. I was like, you're onto something. You need to make like a need to get like a growler cozy or koozie. Yeah, they have them for wine bottles though, so that's where I was like, Uh, well, I guess somebody's already on that. That was one of my ideas for maybe the barrier bike video is like show people, look, this is what you can do. You can put it right in that bag. And next thing you know, you got because, I, you know, like people always carry beers like like in their bag or like that that stasher kind of bag or whatever. But I'm like such a like like, I don't know what you call it, like a priss about beer. Like like it has to be freaking cold, man. Like I don't like warm beer. Right. Especially like IPAs. IPAs are freaking horrible if they're warm. Yeah. This isn't Germany. You can't drink like a Weizen, like a Hefeweizen. You can drink that thing lukewarm. It doesn't even matter. You know? Yeah. But like an IPA, you're like, this is horrible. So I'm always thinking of like, how do I get cold beer like in the middle of my ride? (laughs) You know? You have to have a buddy meet you halfway with his truck and cooler. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, right. So I feel like some of our with a Moro insert, like a little gel insert thing that you put in that little top bag. Right so it does have inserts on the sides, huh? but they're, it does have inserts on the sides. That's what makes them rigid. Like they'll stand up on their own. You know? Oh yeah. There you go. So on each side. So maybe I should come up, talk yeah. to somebody and get some, uh, I bet you, you can make those little, like just something that's like a little like ice pack kind of thing. Yeah. Like a gel bag. Talk to Milwaukee. I mean, they have those like heated jackets and stuff, like make them have a cooled pack. Yeah. Like I bet you if you go on like Alibaba.com, there's some like place in China that will make them exactly the size that you want. You're like, I want it like two inches at the bottom and two and a half inches at the top. And I want it to be six inches long yeah. and make me these gel packs. And then you get like a thousand of them for like 500 bucks or something like that. You know? Yeah. I bet you got, yeah. I can probably be way more efficient and come up with a bunch of stuff i'm just that's what we're doing here right now dude we're making you a millionaire <laughs> other people are already started this stuff we've been talking about it too much right <laughs> we just gave it up right we on the internet here. they're already on it 
<laughs> Here I thought we were doing something something good and yeah, we are. Now. We are still. Yeah, right. They're gonna so be I super asked super you earlier cool. about the sewing machine, and I think we got sidetracked. So did you no, realize it was, on was um bear claw? Oh, so okay. The owner, um Jason Lowitz, he actually messaged me and was like, dude, I want one of those bags. And I was like, okay. So I think it was a white one. Like I posted a white one or something. He's like, I want that white one. And I had bear claw bolts. Um, heat pressed on like the zipper spine of it. I forget. I did it for somebody requested and I asked them if it was okay. And they're like, yeah, that's fine. If you put the bolts on it, um, they're like little logo. So I made that one with the bolts coming down the spine. And he's like, I, I need that white one. I was like, it's yours. Like, I don't know what I was going to do with it anyway. So he put it on one of it, I think like the Thunderhawk or something. And just a couple little posts from him and his bikes are worldwide. So instantly it was just like, you know, boom, 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 started following you. You know, I was like, holy crap. Like he just made a little story post with my pack on his totally bare bike, you know, and all there was was the Marl pack on top, kind of like barely in there for a second. Yeah. That's all it took. And then I had a huge following from Bear Claw owners. Um, uh -huh. And that's a pretty strong presence in like the legit, I would say, cycling community in Michigan and stuff. Um, a lot of them, I mean, even that bike is built for Michigan gravel. Like it's 29, 2.25. It can hold 2.26 at 29 inch tires on it um it's boost spacing it's mountain like it's a mountain bike wheel set you know uh -huh. um because it's pretty chunky and crappy and sandy and water crossings and i'm sure you guys got the same kind of climate there like in terrain uh in the mountains like your gravel roads probably aren't like nice gravel roads are probably washed out and rutted up and yeah yeah i would imagine i don't do a lot of gravel riding i have a gravel bike but I mostly use it as a as a road bike. I, right, like yeah. I, I I I put slicks on it, and I have like the knobbies, and I'll switch them back and forth. But for the most part, I I mostly use it as a road bike. When my lady my lady got into riding road, let's just say, and I um for a long time was just using a single speed, and um eventually she's like wanting to do these road like these road rides that were had like a bunch of climbing in it and i couldn't do it all on my single speed and i was like okay i'm gonna buy a, a road bike no i'm not i can't convince myself to buy a road bike but i could talk myself into buying a gravel bike because then i'm like well i bought a gravel bike i'm not a roadie you know <laughs> no <laughs> yeah yeah and i am uh also like i'm one of those guys i will never wear like the spandex suit like, I just can't, I feel like you can't be my size and wear spandex. It just, it's like, that's not, that's not something you do unless you're drunk and in Mexico, you know, like, <laughs> like you just don't do that. You, you don't, you don't get a big, big hairy beast like me riding, riding around in freaking spandex. So I wear, you know, look at me. I mean, we, we, we could be doppelgangers at some, yeah. if I had, you got blue eyes, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> This guy, yeah. I wear spandex. You uh, do? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh man, I can't do it. I can't. Even when I was young, like when there was no, 
like I started riding mountain bikes in the nineties, the early nineties. And there was no like mountain bike riding gear back then. And even then I would wear like the spandex shorts like that, you know, like that was the only thing to buy, like road shorts, basically, you know? Right. And, and I would wear regular shorts on, on top of them. So it was like, I'd wear those. So I had the chamois. Yeah. Because you know, that's back before that's you didn't what, have the chamois. really the reason. Cause it is, I have to have that. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, and I don't really care about the aerodynamics. So I guess that's what it comes down to with the spandex. So I'm like, I'm that guy on the, like the road ride. That's like dressed like a mountain biker, you know? Like still a t-shirt on flapping in the wind or whatever the fuck, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. I I started wearing just the spandex when, yeah, like two years ago, gravel riding. You don't see anybody. Like you literally see nobody. And yeah. then I got comfortable doing it because I felt like if I went for a 60 mile ride, if I wore my flappy shorts, like I could probably four four to six of those miles were easier because I wasn't flapping in the wind. Like really? that was my thought process. Like, I don't believe it. Yeah. I, I think it's there. I mean, aerodynamics are huge. I mean, just there's so many aspects of aero. I'm sure there is a hundred percent like science behind what you're saying, but this is like the shit that pisses my lady off. I'm just like, I don't care. I don't believe right. it. No, I love it. She's like, no, but it's science. I'm like, that's cool. I still don't believe it. Yeah. Like, even though I know you're right, I don't believe it. That's just what I get to say. <laughs> I'm all heavy and stuff too. I put my my legs are like the only fit part of my body nowadays. Yeah. So oh, like, dude, it's always been that way in my life, man. I'm like, so check like, those quads out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, dude. If I gain weight, it is a hundred percent between like my chin and my my like belt, and that's same. it, dude. It's like the only place I like. I've lost like. 60 50 60 pounds and my arms and my legs are not any different it's just no. just the movies and the beer belly and that's it what the hell? yeah it's like, like what are we not doing here right am i not yeah. twisting up for like <laughs> right like how did that happen some people gain weight like like amazingly like like uh well i can't think of the word right now like equally across their body you yeah. know what i mean you're like, wow, how do you do that? You look exactly the same, but just bigger. You know, like I turn into, I don't know what that is. It's like, you're like, oh, wow, look, Robert went from an A cup to a C cup. That's good. Yeah, he, he looks like he's having fun. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like getting out of winter, huh? Mm -hmm. yeah. right. <laughs> right. Right. So, anyways, no, so I you get the only thing I like really bums me out about just wearing like, the kit is I don't have pockets down here. I'm like, I need fucking pockets. Yeah, I just don't believe it, man. I feel like it makes a difference if you're like Lance Armstrong, but I feel like if you're us, like, I don't know, man. Have yeah. some pockets, go out, wear whatever shirt. And plus, like, I don't understand. Like, they just maybe they can make them like not so like roadie i guess i just don't want it to be know, that's awesome. more pockets in them fucking things or i feel like i could do this i could you could maybe, break up not just black maybe work out like wearing one of the shirts even though i'm top heavy but i'd still have to wear like regular bike shorts like i could maybe wear the shirts just because like they I got their pockets on the, the top. back the tops don't do me any good i feel like. yeah i just oh, yeah. But the shorts, yeah, I don't know. I just go with those and 
Yeah. It's all yeah. applicable though for what ride you're doing. For me, like when I know I'm just gonna go ride my bike for six hours by myself. Yeah. I don't fucking care. Yeah, but it I took me a long time out. even just to get a road helmet. I was like, I don't give a shit, dude. I'd be right. straight up enduro out there on a road yeah, bike. Advisor, thank you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> when I talked to Jeff Lenoski, he's like, No, dude, I have to dress for like the bike I'm riding. You know, like he's like, if I'm on a road bike, I'm wearing the road gear. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm not that guy. I'm yeah. definitely like I can relate. I get I it. I totally get it. It's just yeah. like it's just me. I'm like, I refuse to look like that. Yeah. Because I, maybe if I look like Brian Kennedy, you know, like all ripped and shit, you oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like, like I'm like, yeah, I'll wear that stuff. Big deal. Like, nobody wants to see how small my waist is compared to my belly. Like it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> And you wore the baggy upper, so you wore spandex shorts with a baggy shirt. That right. <laughs> like, why do you look like Mr. Potato Head? I don't know. Why do you look extra? Coming. Just <laughs> whose legs are those? Right. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm like, what's, what's that little green guy right? from fucking Monsters Inc? What's his name? I can't remember. Right. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Where is Zowski? Zowski. Yeah. Zowski. That's basically me. Me or Mr. Potato Head. Mr. Potato Head's probably closer. Because he's got those big googly eyes. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, so... Um, I, think it, I, I don't know how it works. I just know it feels right. Like, I went yeah. in a group with my gravel bike a uh, week and a half ago, and I was like, ah, I'm going to put my fucking shorts on. Like, yeah. I ride in shorts, you know, like, over my camis. And, yeah. I don't there know these people. <laughs> see yeah so anyway so so you do this the guy from bear claw bikes does this yeah, Jason, uh, and you get all these these followers that on a sudden i'm then are like then know, it was like, i couldn't keep up like so I now had, you got all these orders you don't know what to do with. Like, how do i order and what do i tell you and what do i do and i'm just like it's all instagram um right like you know honestly i'm backed up and you know if i can get to you it'll be soon they're like okay that's great fine like, hey, how can I send you money? And I'm like, you don't. Like, just. It's I don't know how to do that yet. <laughs> yeah. Like, just don't. I'm not doing anything right now. Um, and then it's winter work for me. Like, I can't do it in the summer, especially up here in the UP. Like, we, I take my summer seriously up here just because, you know, you're going to be locked down for like seven months in the winter. Not that we don't do fun stuff, but it's like. When it's nice weather, we're going outside, you know? Yeah, yeah. You guys have a, a short window, you know? Yeah. Like, it it hasn't, so like, it's rained twice in the last couple of weeks here, but they were, like, pretty short little little stints. And uh, other than that, it's, like, the last time we had rain, like, we're having right now was, like, probably nine months ago, dude. So it's, like, the first day that I really couldn't ride because of rain. And it's, like, 12 hours into the day, and I'm, like, Okay, I'm over it. <laughs> yeah. Chill out on that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, so am I going to be able to ride on Monday? And the weatherman's like, well, maybe not Monday, too. And I'm like, two days of not yeah. being able to go? This is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Where do I live? A freaking Amazon rainforest? <laughs> right, yeah. I've been dealing with this forever. <laughs> you don't even know, man. 46 hours, sir. Yeah, yeah, they're like, come on. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're over there, like, yeah, I'm gonna be locked down for seven months. I'm like, seven months. Yeah. Well, I fat bike too, so yeah, I'm not off the bike. So, um, 
let, let's get back to the bag. So, so now you're all behind. Like, what are you? What are you gonna do? Like, what's your plan? People just kind of disappeared. Huh? All those bags that I was behind on, they just kind of dwindled away. So at this point, is it like um, like orders are trickle in still, or they're like? Well, I'm just trying to set myself up to like be organized to accept it, and I want to do like I'm open, I'm closed kind of thing. Um, uh -huh. So I bought some equipment to be able to be a little bit more efficient, like the computer. Um, honestly, this is my first computer ever. Like uh -huh. I've had a couple hand-me-down laptops and stuff, but um, so I got the computer. I got a cricket. Um, What's a cricket? A cricket. Uh, YouTube it. No, it's uh, all those like <laughs> DIY, like make your own coasters, and you can cut out stickers. You can, you know, um, what? You can make your own stickers? Yeah, I make my own stickers. I make my own heat pressed logos, like all my Marl Pack stuff. I can. How's the heat press work? Uh, it's pretty sweet. It's like a little rectangle. You know, you just clink and. Like you would do for making shirts and stuff, like uh -huh. logos it's like a big like. iron kind of thing or something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, big square thing and heat it up three hundred degrees. And is it like vinyl or something? Is what you're doing? Uh, like a lot of the stuff I that I heat press on is vinyl. Yeah, or okay. that X pack is what it's called. That's that sailing material, which is a um, nylon based. Uh -huh. It's like a PVC backed kind of uh -huh. material. And then they have like Cordura is another material that looks like canvas, but it's a PVC backed canvas so to make it waterproof uh -huh. um, or resistant, I'd say. Um, and then I have wax canvas that I like working with too, which is super like kind of authentic looking. And that's why I just made that pack for Bo Jackson today, actually. Um, I did like a insulation filler in between it and then stitched it in diamonds so it has that like pillowing diamond oh yeah yeah man you're getting fancy dude yeah but that's what i want to like i don't want to be like oh sh crap i need to make 20 black bags blah, 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 right, you know right. like i want like, to so you stop. really never used a, a a sewing machine in your life before you like started or nope. like that was literally like your first time was when you decided to make the bag okay a week before that on <laughs> a week before that on facebook because i had these cool pants and i had like two pairs of them and the crotches blow out and all my cool pants i don't know why yeah and it drives me nuts because they're nice pants they're like a 100 bucks and yeah it was driving me crazy so i'm like i need a little sewing machine and this lady was like free and it was this mini i mean i'm holding my hands up it's eight inches tall and like eight inches wide this little yeah. mini sewing machine that like <laughs> Has like a little hand press thing, dude. Like, yeah, draw it through, and I was like, "Well, I'm just gonna go pick it up and see what I can do." And then YouTube how to how to you know thread it, yeah. And then got that right, I thought, and just burp, burp, like two inch back and forth, burp, 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 and made that work. And I was like, "My pants, they're back," you know. Got yeah. super stoked on that, and and then I think that was like the thing that was like, "I can sew." Yeah. You're like, dude, I'm a goddamn professional. <laughs> <laughs> Babe, look at my pants. <laughs> you don't even know. Look, my balls aren't hanging out anymore. This is awesome. Going to Walmart. Right? <laughs> We're starting a business. <laughs> yeah. All in. <laughs> right. 
And then spring hit. I was like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, you're over, right? Yeah. I'm gonna go ride my bike. <laughs> I know how that goes, man. Yeah, you're you're inspiring me though, man. It definitely is like it. Have you guys have you thought about doing something other than like the bike bags? Like, have you thought about doing like a like a fanny pack or something like that? Or I thought about it all. Yeah, I would like to. I mean, I am in no way a bag. I mean, I make a top two bag like the tank bag and I can make the frame packs, but I can't do like those saddle bags, you know, that go underneath the, the seat that for actual bike packing and stuff, uh-huh. harnesses. Um, I mean, those things are like, they're in depth. I mean, that's not just, you know, here's a few panels. I mean, I don't know. It's just, I guess if I sat down and thought about it as hard as I thought about tank bag that I made, I could probably uh-huh. do it. But yeah, I can't even eventually. I can't even keep up with the top two bags. So I don't want to like spread myself even more thin. I just want to Yeah, focus. yeah. Like at some point you have to you're gonna have to make a decision on whether or not like you want it to get to be more, you know? Mm-hmm. Than like the side well, gig, I, I guess. Was, right. Like so like right now you're a hundred percent and you're like, this is a cool side gig, and that's where I want to keep it. Yep. Yeah. I just want to yeah, I don't want to lose control of it. And I felt like that almost a couple times already. Like, ooh, if I promised a little bit too much, I could really, you know, screw myself up. Like, I don't want to be, you know, now that I'm a company, because I just like made it legit like a month ago um, with LLC and all that crap and taxes. And um, yeah. I was like, I just don't want to like lose control of it or you know yeah doesn't llc that costs money right it's like 15 1600 bucks a year or something like that yeah it costs i was just complaining about that to my wife today i was like why do i keep getting bills from the accountant she's like well that's what happens when you own a business i'm like jesus i I didn't need anything (laughs) i thought we just make money dude i didn't know this like like she's like well you better get in the basement (laughs) yeah (laughs) get back down to your basement son (laughs) You're right. I'll go make a bag for me. Right. <laughs> That's too funny. Yeah, I um, I haven't done the LLC thing for biker yet. I've been thinking about it though because I want to start doing. I, I did these things before in the past called biker biker camp, and I actually want to get that going again this year or next year. Oh, what's and, that? Well, I, I before the way I would do it was. In the middle of winter, I would pick a date that I knew that the snow was going to be melted in, like, Downeyville. It's like a, this place. Do you know what Downeyville is? Okay. I only know because of the Patagonia video, Dirt Magic. Yeah, yeah. So, for people that don't know, Downeyville is like a 14-mile downhill run that they shovel you from. So, anyways, I, what I would do is I would pick a weekend. I'd be like, oh, I can tell, like, how much snow we have. Like, you know, probably second week of june we're gonna be straight you know it'll be melted we'll be able to go do something so then i would pick like the third or fourth week you know of june i'd be like okay because it's march nobody's booking this these campgrounds so their campground is it's completely empty right so i could be like hey this campground this we're gonna do biker camp get the spots now we'll we'll get the whole campground you know and uh and then everybody would go like camp and have a good time and whatever so like and I did it like a couple years in a row. What 
and um, it just was getting bigger and bigger. And then just because of different things, we had a, a, a winter that was like really heavy and the snow actually didn't even melt. They didn't open Downeyville until like the middle of July. Like there was so much snow. What's the altitude on that? Like and the top of the hill was probably like the top of the mountains, probably like 8,000 feet or something like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And this, the town itself is at like 4,000 feet, which usually doesn't like the snows melted per, for sure. Like, way way sooner than that yeah. but it's the top where they're shuttling you to and the access on the roads like and actually to even be able to see the trail right so um for whatever reason i haven't done it for like two years and um i i want to start i want to do it again next year and i have some ideas for how i want to go about it and this time I'm like actually kind of doing it more as like a legitimate event and in order to do that like i need the protection of the llc you know what i mean because i don't want to like do a special event, event. You need insurance too um yeah but at the end of the day like if, if it's if it's biker as an llc that's doing it mm -hmm. and somebody sues me because they like broke their leg or right. got drunk and drove home like yeah. they don't get to take my house away you know what i mean exactly <laughs> And uh, so I've been really debating over it, but like, I don't know if it's different state by state, but at least whenever I checked out here, it was something like 1500 bucks or something like that to do it. And I don't know if it was like annually that you had to pay it, but I remember whatever it was, I was like, was like California, yeah, I'm not making that kind of money yet. And I was like, I'm not going to no, just for the LLC. Oh, I was I like, think it's an annual California thing though. Right or <laughs> huh? I said, is that a California rate or it could be? I don't know. Yeah. Could be. I remember yeah. it's usually three times as much over there. Yeah. I remember whatever the amount was that they because I remember asking the tax person, I was like, I should do that. And they were like, Well, this is how much it costs. I was like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not there yet. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. at that point it was like, I don't know, whenever I asked, it was, you know, I was probably making a freaking hundred dollars a year on my youtube channel at that point so it's like right. not that i'm making much more but yeah. it's definitely um you know something where it has to make sense it's like when i first started my channel it was like so upside down you know as far as like how yeah, much you're doing it because you had a vision of what you wanted to do it was for you right yeah yeah but i think you know with a lot of things in business like like you don't really realize how much everything costs until you start doing it yeah. you know what i mean and then you're like wow man like how did i spend this much money like for this channel like when i first started the channel it was like watching bkxe like oh i just need to get a gimbal and a gopro and then i can quit my job yeah. right you know and and like lo and behold like there's there's other <laughs> factors and lots of other things like it's it's ridiculous how much money I've spent on this channel, like just like getting lights or getting cameras or getting like, like even that little like wood backdrop thing. Oh, yeah. I probably spent like 200 bucks on the wood and the freaking angles. And you know what I mean? Like, Plus, you're the, probably a hundred dollar an hour, dude. Oh, what? <laughs> you're probably a hundred dollar an hour, dude. I know. Right. <laughs> yeah. but you know what i'm saying that's it's like, the real issue <laughs> it's shit that you just like you don't realize like all these things like add up you know and um 
I don't remember where I was going with that, but anyways, well, that's why it's important for those of you guys it. that are listening that want to be helping me out. Shoot by my Patreon, man. It really helps. It really does. So. Yeah. No, dude, you're putting on the the camp, dude. Bike camp. Yeah. So the last time that I talked to the people in Downeyville, and this is when they were just starting this like area that they were working on, they wanted me to pay them three thousand dollars for the 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 let's just call it the campground. It's like a reserve it an, an open yeah. field that I would be doing this event in, right? Right. So it was like, before that, I was doing it as like a zero kind of commitment, right? You know, it was just like, hey, here's the campground. You guys rent your own spot. We'll all be there. We'll all drink all the beers and we'll have fun. But it was no like fiscal responsibility on my end, right? right. So like once they're like, okay, well, if I want to make it bigger, then I'm going to have to pay for this place, right? And yeah. if I'm going to have to pay for this place, then it's like, oh, well, crap, man, like, like I could spend a couple thousand dollars on the on like a bunch of other people having fun, and me not actually getting my money. Yeah, back. but this that's I'm gonna go into like the lone wolf we just did. Um, I just put on a gravel race. I think it was three weekends ago, and uh-huh. so I established a five hundred one c three nonprofit organization and called it Iron Hill Cycling Team. Okay. So now we have a cycling team in town. And we have like so what's the 501c3 for? Like because that you have to have like what's your cause? So a 501c3 is a nonprofit organization, and our cause is basically whatever we want it to be at any event. Uh-huh. So we haven't had an event or anything, we haven't had a bank account, we're just present, right? Like I put okay. up the funds to, to create it, which was like 300 bucks uh-huh. to, to the uh, CPA. And he created, he did all the paperwork and made, gave us a tax ID number. Um, oh, okay. And then we're Iron Hill cycling team. And then I had a favorite route of this gravel loop that we have around here, me and my brother-in-law that we rode all the time, um, which we ran up on a lone wolf. Like we were riding our bikes and we're grinding down in this big trough and we come up and here's a big gray wolf just trotting. Looks over his shoulder at us and, you know, Tony's like, wolf, wolf. I'm like holy shit, you know, jumps off into the woods a little bit, and it was just kind of a surreal experience that we had on that loop. So I was like, right. let's make that a thing, and it's a gorgeous loop. There's probably 30 miles of gravel, uh, just under 20 miles of pavement through like uh-huh. rolling country hills and stuff in the UP, and it's just beautiful. Um, few cars, no traffic, really, yeah. even on the paved parts. So, so it's like a 50 mile loop, is what you're saying. Yeah, it's like 40, okay. 43 miles actually. It's 50 miles. Yeah. Right on. Um, it's like 2,500 foot um, of climbing. Right Not, nothing crazy. Um, just real rolling. They're truck trails yeah, yeah. where we take all the logging trucks through in our county and stuff. Yeah. Um, they're pretty rough. There's like little, you know, baby head sized boulders in yeah. the road and everywhere. So, anyway, we made it. A race and i was like why don't we run this through our nonprofit and make it a, an event and they're like well we don't know how to do it and i was like me neither but i've been to enough and i'm going to give it a shot so i know where you're coming from i guess is what i'm getting at is like where you're like how do i do it how can i how can it work because you believe in something you want to make it something and three weekends ago we had 70 people racing i yeah. think it was actually 60 65 people on course um we had 84 sign up 
and like first year we have people from green bay and marquette and downstate michigan and everybody show up and they're just like i didn't even i just advertised gravel like i put it on it's a lone wolf 50 on instagram and took pictures of gravel roads and us riding it and people just showed up and they're like let's do it we're racing yeah like, you don't even know where i'm taking you like, <laughs> you know they're like nope you gave us the gps route you know and there's going to be signs on the course and people showed up but i rallied enough money from like the bank that i opened the um account in sponsored us first that was like a thousand bucks from them um uh brick and mortar who i was talking about earlier his uh his shop they donated like bucks second i was like we got 1500 bucks so i paid it um we talked about having a poster made which is that one mm -hmm. and we had a poster made that makes it like official like an old rock band kind of thing right and yeah unless you have a poster dude that's dude, like yeah she's like that's it dude. yeah well, we got a poster we got an image we got a race and insurance yeah. and that was the only other thing we needed was insurance because if you want so permission, how, did that play like, out? How, do you, how do you do the insurance you just like called up like state yeah. farm like hey jake how do i do this yep we're putting on an event in town and they it's a little bit more difficult for some and not others but um this one this lady that i talked to in town she's done a couple like running events and stuff before and she's like oh yeah i just apply for a you know special event thingamajigger and two million uh -huh. bucks and blah 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 and it was like 410 bucks for the day wow okay so you get so so it's like 400 bucks and you got two million dollars in insurance yeah and then that's basically like covering you for like whoever wants to see you for like breaking their neck or whatever mm -hmm. yeah like, you guys can only get it's two million all, I mean, it's all scary like i i still have anxiety you know what i mean like the day of that morning of i'm standing there and all these people are coming down the hill and like holy crap like i just it i just pictured like i just rallied you know 70 people together and here come the feds coming down the hill like you can't yeah. do this send right. everybody home what right. are you doing <laughs> right 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 That's yeah you know i i was like i think for me that the biggest fear for me aside from like you know spending a couple thousand dollars of my money to like not actually make it back you know you just gotta like, talk to these other guys and have them sponsor you yeah and i feel like i feel like i could like come up with some ways to like get around that that part of my worry i think my biggest worry is honestly like it was the same thing when i was doing biker camp like i get so enrolled in i want to make sure everybody has a good time you know what i mean and I that's do. the part like i'm I not do. even gonna yeah i'm not even bullshitting you like the the last biker camp i had i remember standing there and just like watching everybody and it like it brought tear like a tear to my eye dude like where it was like emotional I can't. I can't believe that it like it was like i don't know let's just say there was like 100 people there and it was like holy shit like yes, everybody's laughing and they're having a fucking good time and it was like and everybody's high-fiving everybody's like yeah thanks, thanks yeah for it was just like wow dude like i made this happen like it was just like really like you said like it was definitely it was emotional it was like it's like, it's like I, humbling I, it's all these crazy things yeah I would have never thought that I would feel that way. Like, like I would have bet you my house before that, you know, like, are you going to go up there and get all sappy about this weekend and be like, fuck no, dude, shut up, man. I'm a man. Yeah. You know, sure. what I mean? like, like, this is fucking cool. Right. Right. So it's like, like um, so and like, that's like when, 
when I did that biker, those two that I did, like I um, had came up with this idea where I played like a, a, a YouTube Jeopardy. So where I had these contestants and I like put together like basically Jeopardy, but it was all questions that were like based off of, of mountain bike YouTube. And like, so like, let's just say like a, a topic would have been like single track sampler and it would have been like, you know, whatever, eight questions about him. And, uh, and that the main reason that I did that, which ended up being like a super huge effort, you know, to like make the board and all the questions and whatever, like, it sounds like super simple, but it was like really just because I was like, oh, wow, I have all these people coming. Like I have to like, I have to entertain them somehow. Right. You know That's I mean? when anxiety I, sets in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, I can't just be like, hey, okay, thanks for coming. Let's drink beer. Like I would with my buddies. Like, you know, it's like for, for whatever reason. And that's the part where, where I feel like with the event where I'm like, I know, I know my process. Like I'm going to be instantly like, I need a band. I need this. I need it. You know what I mean? Like, like right. it's going to turn into a real event. Like it's not going to be a joke. You, you know right. what I mean? Like, and, uh, and I'm super excited about that, but I'm like way nervous about it too. So I guess that's the, uh, the, 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 we get all the way through that for, I should probably get an LLC. So yep. that way nobody else owns. Bob or do the home. nonprofit thing. Try that. Yeah, that's interesting too. The thing that's cool about a nonprofit, especially like, I've thought about it before is that you can do um, raffles and in California, you can't do a raffle unless you're a nonprofit. So like I, I could do raffles if I had a nonprofit. And then at that point um, that would be fun. Cause then you could get like, let's just say if I could rally a bike from a company, like I could do a, a, a raffle to like give that bike away. And that would be like a really cool way to um, generate income for the a nonprofit, and then b like it'd be a cool thing for somebody to get like a bike that's a couple thousand dollars for like five bucks. You know what I mean? Like that's pretty cool. Hell yeah! I will say this one thing though that I hate about raffles, especially that damn Omaze one that I've donated so many money, so much money to, trying to get that damn Sprinter van. They never tell you who the hell won, right? Why is there not like an omaze.com slash winners page where I can go through every year and be like, here's whenever we gave the, the, the Robert from Sacramento. Yeah, here's the the that he won. Won. He's like, yeah, no, right? never see that like, dude. Stoked. Like even Publishers Clearinghouse used to at least have the video of them showing up at the door We're looking for the check, right? Like, <laughs> like, right I, hold on. I think he's here. Right, like the doorbell rings, they open up, they're crying. Oh, like, oh my god, we don't even know. Like, Robert, why is... never believe it? Right, they never have that, and I, that's what I'm irritated about. I it makes me feel like it's all a scam. That's you why know? I'll never do any of those, like Instagram, like tag your buddy, like our post, and go over and follow so and so. And I'm like, how are you keeping track of who I'm following? You know, like yeah, yeah you know, I went over there and liked it, and then came over here and liked it, and then. Yeah, I feel like, and... yeah, I've gone through that same process too, but I feel like it's like a, an honest, like keep them honest type, type of thing. Cause I don't know how, like, I don't even know how, how would I, I would assume that whenever you like chose your winner, you would like, like vet them then, you know, like, oh, did he actually subscribe? You know, like, you got to really look into him. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I so, thought about it. Like, oh, I'll throw a pack out there. 
like do a giveaway and i'm like why would i want to do that i can't i don't I can't even keep up right now. Like I don't want to. You're like, like, oh, I'm selling. I'm gonna let's make another one to give away. Yeah. Well, I've actually had that a couple times. Like, not that I don't enjoy it and stuff, but there's this different feeling of like giving a pack away. Um. So I sponsored like the Morin 166. It was a gravel race on the east uh, side that Bear Claw put on. He's like, "Hey, you want to be a sponsor?" And I was like, "Yeah, I just I'm not going to give you any money. I don't have any. But I can like throw in three packs, you know." So I like kind of went in into detail on like three of the packs and like hooked them up and it kind of bums me out. Like I haven't seen those packs ever again. Like they went yeah. to the winners, these, you know, however he gave them out. I'm like, I never get to see those packs again. Yeah. Like, nobody's tagged them like, Oh, Marl packs on, you know? Right. Um, and I even mean, in the, good. Even in the race that I just put on, like, I did two pack or I did three and uh, one of my buddies was like, I need that one. I was like, okay, well now there's only two. So I gave um, first women's and first men's a pack and first men's. And I was like, listen, you have to just use this. Okay. Like I know you're a racer and everything and racers don't put bags on their bikes, but so he gave it to one of his buddies. Um, but he like posted about it and he was like, heck yeah. You know, Marl hashtag Marl packs. And I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Like and it's on his bike and he's going to use it. Like that's that's what I want. <laughs> it's super fulfilling, like having an idea of something and then actually making it. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, like I have these uh I have these like bottle openers that I, I sell on my website. Those of you oh, guys hi. that are listening, it's like a piece of metal that's the same size as a credit card, except for it looks like a beer can. Yeah. And yeah. it's a bottle yeah. opener. So like this was like an idea that I had from actually here years ago. I had been at an event or something like that, and somebody gave me this this one, which oh, is like it looks is like a, a this is what metal? Is it a bottle opener? Yeah, that is. Oh. So this looks like for those of you guys listening, it looks like a ace of spades, and there's a big spade in the middle, and the spade is actually the bottle opener. So when I got this thing, I was like, this thing is so freaking cool. Like I just loved it. Too. It's tapered down at the bottom of the spades there. Yeah, yeah, it is. So the thing that I, I liked about it, though, or that I didn't like about it was when I put this thing in my wallet, if you can look at it, like, it's thick. really thick. This thing is heavy as hell. And in my mind, I was like, man, that would be cool to make one that's like way thinner that you could, because I liked having it in my wallet, too, because it's like. Maybe you don't always have your keys with you, but you always have your wallet, right? So it's like you want to open a beer, you always got a bottle opener, right? Well, so that's why I made these these ones. So it was like a matter of like, okay, how thin can I get this metal that it doesn't like bend, but it still will open up the bottle, um, and then also like put some kind of cool design on it. So I like designed this thing. I reached out to some manufacturing company in China, and and I made them, and like. If you guys want to buy one, you can go to shop.biker.com or you can just go to biker.com, b1kero.com, hit the shop link. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. And so, like, uh, you know, like to actually like think something up and then have it manufactured, or in like in your case, to make it and then be holding this product in your hand, it was really fulfilling. It was like really cool, cool yeah. process. And that is nice, like. That's what I've experienced with people that I've made their bags. When they got them, they were like, 
holy shit, this is cooler than it even looked. Like, yeah, you know, I get like pictures of the dude kissing it at work. Uh, got it in the yeah, mail. Yeah. You know, like, oh, this is sweet. You know, he's out of town or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So that's definitely a huge fulfillment for me. Is yeah, what people they dig it, you know, and it it's not for everybody, but you don't have to buy it. Like, I'm not pushing anything, and I so just want, you, like, I, I want to like. like release like that water behind that wall but it just like happened you know yeah like, yeah <laughs> so are you doing this like are you do, making like one a day or one every week or how often are I you haven't done anything this summer dude i mean yeah. i i've made i don't know maybe four or five bags this whole uh -huh. summer uh-huh you know and that's for a few people that i know um honestly the squeaky wheel gets the grease you know how that is like uh-huh had a few people reach out to me and they're like, Hey dude, I'd really love to have this bag. I'm doing a bike trip. I'm like, okay, like I'll, yeah. I'll go down and bang you a bag out because you need it because you're going uh -huh. bike packing for two weeks or whatever. And I had actually, uh, this dude, Jaron, he got a hold of me and he, he switched, he was going on a bike packing trip, but switched to his full suspension top fuel, uh, Trek. He's like, but I need a, a full frame bag for the, my suspension bike. I'm like, I'd love to like tackle it, but you're definitely going to be a, a trial run, you know, like, yeah. especially with the full suspension and all the different angles and make sure it fits right. And, you know, and it worked and he's been running it. A, he has a couple bike trips under it already. And, um, so, so at this point though, you're coming into winter. So you're, you're planning on like kind of taking more orders. Or to, yeah. Like, you know, it kind of goes this winter. Yeah. Cause uh -huh. I'll be able to dedicate a lot more time to it. Um, another thing is my daughter, Charlotte, she's a year and a half now and I'm been full-time dad since she was uh -huh. born. Um, mama, mama makes all the money. So it's almost embarrassing for me to go to work. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I dedicated like being a full-time dad to her and, that definitely it's a lot of work dude it really is like you got kids right mine are grown up now but i remember yeah, what it was were. like yeah. yeah yeah i definitely remember that part you know like um there's definitely parts of having young kids that you like fades away in your memory over time you know what i mean but um i remember it it, it was really busy it was really busy and like i i'm adapting you know, for sure right like yeah yeah and i i have no idea what i'm doing this is a brand new job and the boss is always yelling at me right right <laughs> screaming <laughs> and yelling and crying <laughs> i made you chicken nuggets i got a cheesy broccoli i got a juice pack like everything you want not good enough yeah right yeah yeah why That's i don't funny. know oh okay so you don't right. know yeah <laughs> yeah kids are fun though man honestly like and it's unbelievable how fast it goes by like it's just yeah. um i'm trying i'm trying to hold on to that too like that's my other thing right like i don't want to have to come into the basement and be like oh i gotta everybody be quiet i have to make a back you know yeah, yeah. i'm not gonna ever do that yeah like i've dealt with that with old bosses and timelines and how fast can you make this patio and we only have four days and but i want you to do yeah. it in three days and it rained one and a half days and yeah yeah i just but i can understand you wanting an outlet to like 
be creative or to like something that that's your own outside of of being a, a stay-at-home dad you know like i'm plenty of women have the the same thing that they do you know what i mean it's like like anybody that's the women or man that's like a stay-at-home parent like you still need something that's like helps you like be your, your identity of some sort you know what i mean yeah it's too bad that the, that like taking care of a child and raising a kid and like trying to just do good at that isn't appreciated or recognized as much these days like because everybody has kids and yeah. everybody does it right so it's like bah, i know what it's like it's like it's yeah. serious. like it's legit i mean it is a lot of work yeah especially if you want to do it right i mean like it, it's yeah, not a lot of work sure, if you right? want to be a shitty parent you know what i mean you're like sure watch like, more tv <laughs> you know like get out of here like right. <laughs> yeah no i mean it is i guess that's probably the factor of it is like you want to try to make a good impact on that person and you like there's this crazy underlying thing like hey like these are going to be those ripples in life like after i'm gone yeah. and yeah yeah you know, he's going to be carrying on these ideas of who i am and yeah you know it's like yeah, really try it. go ahead it's like oh my dad did this and my mom was that you know like yeah. it's yeah. crazy to think about that as a as a son you know even right yeah yeah i always tried to like do whatever i was gonna do in my life just with them like and like like so like if i wanted to go mountain biking then i did it with them like it was like oh, okay well i guess i'm buying a trailer and now i'm telling you guys where right. it was like i want to go float the river well guess what i'm taking you guys out on the river now you know yeah. or it was like if it was let's just say if i was building a bag it would be like all right well we're making this bag together right. you know and it'd be like and and for me that that worked well for me and um i i i'm like because i'm i think because i'm like add like it's like it was it, it was good for me to be kind of like scatterbrained all over the place with them and mm -hmm. you know what i mean so it like it was the way i was working yeah, anyway i was like you know like so it was like okay this is working out great you know and like for other people like they wouldn't like they they didn't they they wouldn't attack things the same way like i i've come to notice that in my life like like when i was younger i thought everybody was the same way as me you know and when you get older you realize that no like people are actually very different like some yeah. people to do something may need like a quiet room with the door closed and like the right lighting you know what i mean like yeah. and for me i'm like oh yeah i could do that with the stereo blasting and some kid screaming at me and i'm like but like, yeah, like this just, is calming <laughs> yeah yeah you know yeah. and um and so i i guess what i was saying is like i recognize what works for me maybe doesn't work for everybody else but that was I what to recognize because i mean like charlotte she is me but she's her mom yeah. she's her grandma she's my mom like yeah. you know she's all all these she's just her yeah and she's super intense and like go 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 and i'm a product of change like my family have always moved around and growing up we always traveled and i enjoy that like i i almost thrive on change a little bit yeah. like, like ooh, like 
the anxiety that my wife would get on like moving or something where to me it excites me for her it makes her nervous yeah and, that sounds like, like me and my lady totally yeah and it's like this is it is nerve-wracking but it's exciting too you know like, ooh, like yeah. off drop on my mountain bike like <laughs> yeah no i can 100 relate with you i i um I don't remember the exact number, but I, I remember somewhere in high school, like I had counted how many homes I lived in and it was like over 30, you, you know, like it, yeah. we moved a lot and yeah. like my lady, she, she, I, I, she lived in the same place her whole life, you know, like, was mine, yeah. and, um, for me, like, I actually, like, I almost even get an itch where I'm like, oh, we've been here too long. Uh -huh. You know, like I'm ready to like let let's go go somewhere else. I want to make a new room and build no, you know, I'll right, do all these yeah. projects all over again somewhere else. Yeah, you know? like, oh, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, she's definitely always like, well, I don't know. I'm like, I don't what know. you're saying makes sense, but yeah, yeah, like if it was up to me right now, I would sell everything that we have, buy a van, and just drive around the country like doing whatever the hell I wanted to for a while. I think and she's uh, like, that last you were talking about van life. <laughs> yeah. And she, she's like, uh, no, we need to have a house. I'm like, why? We don't need a house. <laughs> she's like, no, that's not the way this works. I'm like, it'll be fine. She's like, <laughs> evolution. This is evolution yeah. why we have these things. Well, and the thing is like, at one point in my life, like I had to go through a bankruptcy. Like I, like basically when I got divorced, I like started over. And all that did was like made me realize like, oh, wow, I can have zero and get back to where I am again. So like I have zero fear of selling every fucking yeah. thing we have, giving it up, and yep. then like when I run out of money, being like, okay, now we start over. <laughs> right, like it it can be done. Yeah, yeah. So like uh, I think if it wasn't for that experience in my life, that I wouldn't feel that way. Like I would feel more like, no, I need to have the security of this and this, and um, I would definitely say I felt that way before that, but yeah. now it's like. I'm like, dude, I, I found out what it was like to go from having everything to having nothing and back and forth within like a year or two, like it was like, my life wasn't any different. You know, I went from, you know, not having any furniture or, or even a, a mattress for my bed. It was like, I had air mattress, you know? Mm -hmm. And then like a year later, I'm like, Oh, I own a home, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. like it, it's like, okay, well, uh, you can do it. It's just up to you. It's a hundred percent like yeah. what amount of work that you're willing to put in. And mm -hmm. if, if you're and how lucky you get, find yeah. Right. yeah, maybe. Right. You know, like I, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I mean, luck, you could say it has something to do with, it, but I really feel like if you put your effort and you're like, you're like everything that you have into something like your passion you'll be successful every time. I feel well, like you right? Like just be you. Like be yeah. a good person. Do what you set out to do every day. And yeah. If, I feel like if you chase your life, life stuff. But yeah. If you chase your passion though and you like really give it everything you have, you'll be successful. And maybe it won't be the success that you like thought of when you started, but you'll be successful. You know? Feeling the feeling has so much better than like, look, I made you know, 400 yeah. bucks a day. Yeah. Right. Because you're gonna blow it at the bar and then it's gone, and you're gonna feel depressed. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, totally. I am. Um, well, it's like what you're doing, dude. Like, I appreciate this. This is huge. Like, it's my first podcast. Like, yeah, it, dude. I mean, you're it's, it's famous cool. now, man. Oh, I'm super. But <laughs> <laughs> it is like it's. Listen, I mean, we're just sitting here talking, and you know, maybe three of my buddies might watch a quarter of it or whatever. But yeah, like for me, it means something, and because it's this community that I love being a part of. Like I keep talking about it and everybody else does about cycling and biking and, but it's a thing. Like I almost wonder sometimes like, is the whole world a biking community or is it just this little world that I've created for yeah. myself? And yeah. I, it's like this little world that I've created for myself where I'm like, every time I look this way or that way, I'm in this way and up and down cycling or friends or family and all this stuff it's all has to do with cycling and i love how'd it. you get how'd you get into cycling my buddy justin hoffmeyer <laughs> how um, old were you this was 2016 so not too long ago then huh? <laughs> yeah so what is that yeah four five six six years ago um yeah i'm not good at math so it sounds i bought a marlin five dude like a trek marlin five I live downstate Michigan. Um, we were thinking about moving up here. My buddy invited me up to go to Copper Harbor. So he's like, get a bike. So, sure so for people that don't know, Car Copper Harbor is a lift access place in Michigan, right? Uh, they do van, van shuttles. Um, van shuttles, okay, yeah. Yep, they do van shuttles up Brockway Mountain. And it's, it's pretty aggressive stuff. Um, I bought a $500 hardtail trek marlin five with mechanical brakes 29er i was like 29er we're good <laughs> you're like 500 bucks this is expensive this is a, this is the bike oh yeah. yeah dude i had to call yeah. lunch to the wife and i was like are you can can we yeah <laughs> i don't right. know are you fine? i i know we don't know but you know right. should we? <laughs> yeah now you got a 200 <laughs> behind you hanging on the wall <laughs> yeah right <laughs> It's just so anyways, so so you so you, your buddy talks to you, he's like, Hey, let's go up here to Copper Harbor. Yeah, Copper Harbor. And I like went up there and I had a helmet and I had my bike and I bombed the trails with these dudes. And he's like, How are you keeping up with us? And I was like, I thought that's what I was supposed to do. And you're all I have, like, the brakes. <laughs> yeah, I have dirt biking background and stuff like that. And um rode a bunch out in Arizona. I used to live in Lake Havasu for like 15 years of my life, actually. Oh, right on. Yeah. That's so yeah, it's pretty wild. I don't live there anymore for a good yeah. reason. Right, right, right. <laughs> they wanted a family and whatnot. Right. So yeah. have a suit in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. yeah. So yeah, he got me into it, and then. So you did uh, this trip, and you were just like, "I'm in love." Bikes are cool. Bikes are cool, right? So then I don't. I didn't have the uh, fitness at all to do like actual cycling, like biking up a hill and going down it. Um, yeah. I lived downstate Michigan and it was super flat. And I was like, I did seven miles today and like 182 feet of climbing. Right. Ooh, you know, and thought that was cool. And, and it, it still is. Um, Cause any, like it is a hard job to cycle or bike for a long time. Like it's hard work. Yeah. You're constantly panting. You're constantly sweating. You're, you know, you're having a hard time communicating to your buddy and stuff like that back and forth, but um, it's still fun. And then we moved up to Marquette 
which Marquette, in my opinion, is like the mountain bike mecca of Michigan. Um, Northern's up there, ton of amazing trails. There's a single track that I could jump on uh, two miles from where we lived up there. Mm-hmm. And I got a, I rode my Marlin 5 for a while there for like a year. And then I bought a Superfly um, full suspension for my buddy Justin that he hooked me up with a really good price. And then I started like demolishing my, my personal records on Strava and some of the trails. And I like actually went after it and I was like, started feeling faster and having more fun on the bike and hitting jumps. Mm-hmm. And then it just progressed from there. And um, like, That's right, I, man. yeah, it's been super fun. I mean, the ability, I started building trails in our town here um like two years ago because we moved down to iron mountain from marquette we're like an hour and a half south and and i was gonna have it like there was no trails here so i'm like i'm not gonna drive back to marquette and have to just leave town to ride there so i hooked up with a trail organization here um that was brand new and i kind of got a couple trails going up on the city property and flow trails like gravity that's what i'm really into and so me and my brother-in-law started building those and um that's that was my encounter with like a trail network and politics and all that crap which was tough very tough to like yeah. navigate um sucks. but ultimately we all made trails you know yeah. that we wanted it's pretty like, fun though building <laughs> it's like the building part is really fun and like um best shape i've ever been in 2019 building trails and biking yeah 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 i got some like really good fitness in last year from building just because like where i was building at i had to ride to and the climb was super tough and you don't bring uh, adequate calories and yeah yeah and it was just like between that and then it's like so you ride like in that particular spot it was like 1500 feet of climbing to get there then we we build for like five six hours and then you know still have to ride back and uh, you're like wow dude i like putting some serious work in you know and but the thing that's really cool is like after the fact is like when you see people like riding it or like if you make a strava segment and you're like looking at the times people are, you're like what the fuck dude how are they like getting that time and like uh, it's just rad to see yeah. like people enjoying that like what i was telling my lady this is like dude i could be gone for like 30 years and that trail just like could still be there you know Mm -hmm. like hundreds and thousands of people having fun on that yeah because i like took a couple months of my life out and like spent some extra hours on it you know like that's really rad that's really very cool you know like i always used to joke um when it was some of my friends that i would never like leave any print in the history books it would always just be like a smear you know and uh and i feel like you know maybe some of these trails that i can work on like that that'll be my spear you know yeah so maybe maybe it's that maybe it's this youtube channel who knows you know someday man it's all of it yeah yeah Yeah, it's definitely interesting. You know, like, I don't know, at least for me, like, I always feel like the impact that I want to have on the world is further than the people that are friends with me. Sure. You know what I mean? And 
And maybe for some people that's fine. That's enough, you know? And, and for me, it's just like, I always want to like, I'm not necessarily, I'm not trying to be like president or something like that. You know, I just want to like impact as many people as I can in a positive way. In positive. You know? Yeah. yeah you know? Totally. And let them and, know that like, it's real. Like I, that's what I love about this stuff is that it's real. Like me and you having a conversation, it's a real conversation. Yeah. This isn't scripted and crap like that. Like, mm -hmm. and that's why I hate that. Like the term influencer. Yeah. It was like diluted big time yeah. because if somebody asked me or, and I even sometimes think of it, like, do they think that I put these little, like I'll do little video snippets and I'll like edit it through splice or something to like, showcase my bike or the bags you know and it's like yeah. Ooh, this sound and this and that it's like oh is he looking for attention and i'm like and i question that a lot i'm like am i looking for attention like look at me look what i'm doing <laughs> yeah i'm like no like i really like what i'm doing and i want to share it like yeah i think yeah. this is cool so yeah. here it is whether you like it or not you know yeah like, and if you do right on if you don't that's fine too. Like, yeah. but Some of that stuff is just creativity as well, you know? Yeah. Like making those edits. It's just like, it's, it's, it's like scratching that creative itch that you have, you know? Right. Yeah. It's seeing something that you want to see or yeah, it's, it's cool. But I, yeah, that was elaborating on your, just kind <laughs> of promote a positive energy. Like, yeah. It's cycling for me. Like I, I just can't say it enough. And everybody that I've met in the cycling world, like in this area, and even you. I mean, this has brought us to hanging out and having some beers yeah. and bullshitting about super fun stuff. Yeah, I know. Super rad. You know, it's like um, I didn't know when I started riding a bike as a little kid that this would be like my life. I'm a four year old dude drinking a beer on a podcast. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, <laughs> you know, like, like I remember being, I was in kindergarten when my dad taught me how to ride bike. I remember him like walking me around the yard and I remember like, I, I grew up back East. So there's like alleyways in town, you know, and stuff like that. And I remember like, walking me about around the backyard, like a couple circles. And then I remember going out to the alleyway and, and, um, him give me a couple of runs next to me and gave me the shove off. And it was like, I was riding bike. And, um, you know, it was like, I remember that moment of like realizing that, Oh my God, he's not actually holding me anymore. You know what I mean? And then it was this, yeah. like, <laughs> this feeling of like freedom or adventure or like, this accomplishment that maybe in my life, maybe that's the first like real accomplishment that I had. I don't know. You know what I mean? And, and um, I didn't realize that that would be something that would like be part of my, my entire life, you know? And from there it was like lots of skin knees and, you know, whatever growing up and later being in the BMX and like, riding around town smoking pot with my friends and doing kickouts on all the trash cans and like doing yeah. stupid teenager shit, you know, but like, but it but was still, bikes. it was like, that's what we did. We got off school. We went road bikes, go over here, hit this jump, go over here, do this. Like, 
whatever it was. And then later it was like, um, some guy that my mom was dating, like got me into mountain biking. And then it was like that. And, and then now here I am like doing a mountain bike podcast, doing a mountain bike YouTube channel, influencing, like, I've had hundreds of people tell me like, dude, you're the one that got me riding bike because of your weight loss video or whatever. It's like, I didn't even know I was going to be like, uh, I would, I didn't set out to like get people to do this. You right. know what I mean? Like you just believe in it and it's part of your life. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, and what you're saying is like, you really enjoy the community. And like, for me, I think that was, it's just, it, I, I, I didn't realize it, but growing up, like I was a biker and, and as an adult, I, I am one. And I'm definitely like, one of those people that, you know, maybe, maybe when I die, my kids are like, what are we going to do with all these damn bikes now? You know, like, like yeah. they ride a little, but they don't ride like I do. You know what I mean? Like, this is my passion. And right. I, I never realized that until, you know, probably more recently, like, wow, this is like, this is really what defines me, you know? Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. I wonder how long, like, I sometimes wonder, like, is it going to last forever? Or is this, like, is this what my thing is? Like, because there's dudes our age that are, like, and we have our friends, right? Like, yeah. And that's super into hot rods. And yeah. I'm like, same fucking thing. Yeah. Like, same thing, dude. But he's like, I can't ride, you know, this long and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I can't drive your car, you know, right. like, down a straight line on a quarter mile. Like, same thing, yeah. dude. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I can tune an access derailleur. I can't freaking fix my truck, you know. Like, right, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, exactly. yeah. And then let's not forget old John that linked us up, um, Beard Five on Instagram. Uh, I was going to try to get him here, but my daughter's a little bit sick, and I didn't want to have an extra company at the house. But he's the one that contacted you to have me on your podcast. Yeah. 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 And, and, um, just like, you know, that's a good thing to mention here before we wrap it up is that, um, it's a lot of work to try to find guests and like get thing, get people together on the show. So like, if any of you that are listening, you have a good idea, like send it to me and, uh, maybe it works out. And cause that's basically what happened here. Somebody hit me up on Instagram. They said, Hey, I got this buddy. He run, he's running this business that he started. And he makes these packs. He's a super cool guy. Likes to ride bikes. I think he'd be an interesting show. And um, for whatever reason, it you know it, it there was something out. that yeah yeah it worked out. And here we are. So like definitely you know if you guys have an idea or you have a friend or you have even just like hey I think it would be really cool to see a show about this. Let me know. Or I've had a few people tell me like oh this um youtuber that i know know like even though like i know a lot of the mountain bike youtubers every day i'll run into a channel that's like how did i not know this guy he has fifty thousand subscribers i've never heard of him you know what i mean like it's booming quick like because i spent my winters yeah living through like bkxe and yeah and uh, skills with phil like all last winter you know like those yeah, guys yeah. all of a sudden they were like i can do that too and i i can build jumps and i can hit jumps and yeah and it'll be phases you know you'll just get cycled through it but the the more the better yeah and i appreciate you having me dude and super cool yeah 
Well, super, super fun having you on the show. I don't know if you've watched any of the bike, biker bars in the past, but right before uh wrap it up, I usually like to ask people what YouTube channels that you watch YouTube normally or no? Yeah, YouTube's huge. Yeah. Love it. So what, I, what I, YouTube channels do you like? do you like to watch and it doesn't necessarily need to be mountain bike related i always ask because i think it's fun to hear like what people like and sometimes i've found out about some channels that i would have never thought of and they've been super fun so what are you into? Uh, so i'm into this like gravel scene uh-huh so i'll literally um i love watching the impossible route okay um, that's Jeremiah Bishop and the vegan cyclists have been putting on these impossible routes and they ride their gravel bikes like forever. I mean, thousand mile from Mexico up to like Las Vegas area on some Baja, the Baja routes and stuff like that. Oh, wow. Um, they did one in Hawaii, um, up some volcano, um, yeah. So what's so, the name of the channel? It's called the impossible route. Then I think it's the, the vegan cyclist. Okay. Yeah. His name is Tyler, but he's been editing him and like putting these uh, films together, short films that are like 20 minutes, 30 minutes or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But that's like at the end of the night, if I'm just chilling out, I'm like, honestly, it's weird, but I yeah. really put on like gravel, race videos and like yeah wahoo has a few that are really cool um that are like short films um i think it's called like storytellers or something else no, it's not something else but wahoo yeah. has a couple just gravel like they're a little bit chill and that's yeah. super cool man yeah sounds the impossible like out those are cool yeah sounds sounds fun man well i really appreciate you coming out here and hanging out hanging out drinking some beers with me on a sunday yeah, night it's not it's market bar we gotta have it some was, it was definitely a good time for those of you guys that have been like hung out here till the end matt i really appreciate all of you just as much as i appreciate having this guest on here having you guys join me on this podcast and um being part of this youtube journey with me i really do appreciate it recently i went out over to sea otter and while i was at that event there was a lot of people that came up to me that recognized me from the podcast and not from my regular, like, I guess you would say POV channel on called biker. So the podcast is definitely growing. And um, the way it keeps growing is by you guys, like telling your friends. So like share the podcast, tell your buddy that's in the bikes, like, Hey, you want to listen to something cool? Check this guy out. And uh, the more that happens, the more this grows. And Hopefully between the two channels, I can get them to grow enough. I can go tell my job to like, see you later, bitches. And uh, that'd be that'd be pretty fun. So if you want to really help me out, step that up a little bit more. Like I said earlier, swing by my Patreon. If you guys want to do something else, like just get some 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 cool swag or merch or whatever you want to call it. I got I a t-shirt. Beer cap, the beard topper. Over. Dude, I'll send you one, man. I'll definitely send you one. So don't you don't have you don't even have to pay to everybody else. <laughs> everybody else, they have to pay. But yeah, yeah swing swing by uh, the biker website b1ker.com. You can check out the shop over there. There's t-shirts. I got some koozies, some slap koozies. There's a pretty pretty popular. Gave away like a hundred of them at Sea Outer. If you were there and you bumped into me, you're welcome. And uh, like I said at the beginning, if you guys have not followed me on Instagram or the Facebook page 
please do that because it really makes me feel good about myself when I see those numbers grow. I feel like I'm doing something, right? So outside of all of that, I do want you guys to remember one thing. It only takes a bike to be a biker. Get out and be one.